previously on Coruscant Nights. You know, I just got off of a tour of duty for the Senate. Do you really want to test fate today? That person outside peeks around the doorframe again, opens their eyes really wide, and just books it. And you hear the the engine of a swoop start up. The sirens outside are getting louder and closer, and the swoop sounds like it is taking off down the street. So Stano looks over to Coraline and goes, Remember what we did on Kashyyyk? I remember well. Very good. So he starts to drag the the two outside. Mm -hmm. He takes off their jackets and then, like, grabs, like, some rope and then hangs it like hangs them for like on the front of the shop like by their feet just hanging upside down just like basically puts a knife through the uh through the wood and through their jacket so that's hanging out like in like like it's it, the jackets are hanging on this wooden post mm-hmm. and being held like and the knife is going right through their uh their insignias yeah they've got these big <laughs> patches uh of mm-hmm. sort of a red wolf skull with horns yeah and your knife is like right through it Yep. Since this is a beach-themed restaurant, I think they are now hanging next to a big hanging styrofoam shark. <laughs> oh, that's so good. <laughs> Jaws now has company outside. The city is filled with dead ends and one-way streets. But one person's dead end is another person's not dead end. Eh, sir. It's the Blood Wolves again. How long have they been bothering you? And Uncle says, They've been coming by for about two months now. And you didn't call us before? No, they threatened me. But uh, something even worse has happened now. Oh, what's that? Well... Cantina's commissaries and cafes is gonna come here tomorrow, and we're all out of Nexu fish. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not worry about the state of the restaurant. We're just out of fish. Who <laughs> what a twist! <laughs> oh That's God. The <laughs> Oh, I love you, Mark. <laughs> and Ankel turns to the two of you and says, I'm going to need you to do an extra errand before you're off tonight. I'll pay you double time. Just please find some Nexu fish. It's our specialty. Very well, Uncle. You will have your Nexu fish. The clone just sort of stands back and, um, I, I guess we'll take these two, three... Is there a third one in there? Uh, is there? He starts, like, crawling out of the door. The one who got all tripped up. Reggie, go take care of that guy, would you? <laughs> <laughs> and they start, uh, they start cuffing and processing these, these, uh, bikers. And, uh, uh um, Stano looks, uh, looks over at the clone and goes, Give them the special treatment. There, they, they deserve it. Right, the special treatment. I got you covered. Thank you, comrade. <laughs> and uh, as he loads these guys into the cruiser, they knock their horns on the door. 
Oh god. <laughs> All right, you've got a new you've got a new mission. How do you want to do it? Would we know where to get uh, next to fish? Well, at this time of night. This is Gunga Town. They they like their fish here. There's uh there's a market here and there's one up in Dak Avenue. They aren't necessarily 24 hours, but you might be able to find a place that uh, that is still open or is getting a fresh shipment in late at night. You're the brains of the operation, Velvet. You do this one. <laughs> I was gonna uh, from all the deliveries I do, I think I would know you know their schedules and maybe even delivery times by this point. You wanna roll for it? Yeah, I'm trying to see what I could roll here. Would that be coordination? I would think it would probably be Streetwise or one of the knowledge skills. Uh, could they have um, a boost because of their deliveries, maybe? Yes, definitely. Yeah, everything's kind of the same here. Uh, all right, uh, so I'll just do I'll do Streetwise. Do you want to flip? No, I think I'm okay. Okay. I, I want us to head five light side points so we can rub it into Wayne's face. Okay, I get it. Easy. One purple. So that's three advantages. Mm-hmm. You've got a good idea that the fish market in Upper Gunga Town, the fancier part of town, gets late night shipments for early morning market. All the good restaurants go up there. There might be some competition in uh, getting the Nexu fish, but that's probably where you want to go. Upper Gunga Town is probably our best bet. They get the late night deliveries for their morning specials. I like late night deliveries. Such nice people who deliver the things. Very nice people. That's really creepy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying, Mark. <laughs> late night deliveries. I like late night deliveries. <laughs> One of the the clones, as they the last one to get in the cruiser, looks past the two of you and says, nice bikes. Oh, thank you very much. I acquired it recently. As he's like staring off at the uh, the the uh, the clones are still there, right? Yeah. Yeah. As he as he's staring at the uh, the three bruised up, <laughs> three bruised up chaps <laughs> in the car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, it was just, it's a recent acquirement. And then I think we have a screen wipe to the two of you on the backs of these bikes driving through town. Sounds good. (laughs) Stano has a bike now. (laughs) Uh, We see Coraline and Stano riding swoop bikes through Gunga Town. Gunga Town is kind of far below the surface of, of Coruscant. You can't see the night sky, but you feel the cool night air. Do either of you have hair? Some's uh, brown have hair. No, no, I do not have hair. It is straight up bald. Okay. Coraline does, but it's like that. It's like a very tight uh, Uma Thurman in uh, Pulp Fiction, Bob. Okay, great. Uh, you know Coraline, yes. I just thought. I just thought of something. What's I that? think. I think my character actually looks like a taller version of Hellboy. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Almost. I they, just like Retreats. random thought. Yeah. <laughs> All upper body, yeah, just all upper body. Just he's yeah. just as tall, like like Hellboy looking Zabrak, like mm-hmm. because they they have red faces, right? Um, Sometimes, yeah. So let's say his face is red, yeah. So he just yeah. looks like a taller version of Hellboy in a polo shirt. In a polo shirt, yeah. So like <laughs> he, he looks like he's like a restaurant owner or like a business um, casual Hellboy. Yeah, or yeah. he's he's going on golf, like like or he's like a uh, a motivational speaker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
on a golf trip, like uh, yeah. at, at a hotel, like ready to give like a, a speech of like how well you could sell on the Nutrisystem plan. <laughs> Are you sure he doesn't have like a really short ponytail then? Give him a ponytail. Fine. He's got okay, a ponytail. Great. Yeah. <laughs> It's like a little rat tail or like a full-blown ponytail. I think it's just long enough that he's got like a little inch of ponytail. Yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a sleazeball. No, I'm kidding. We're going to give him ponytail. He's got a ponytail and looks Great. like a boy. Done. Perfect. Cannon. Stano and Coraline feel the cool Coruscant air in their various hairs. It's cool in here, sister. You should while you're on the speeder or catch bugs in your throat. The two of you make your way to the market that Coraline suspects is a good place to get fish at this time of night. So with your, uh, your failure on that check, this place is pretty, pretty dark, but you have three advantages. Any ideas? Uh, so I'm going to say that the advantage, one of the advantages is that we're in the right area. Yeah. But yeah, we're like see- in front of like t- we're in front of like a bu- like like a building that's like two blocks down. Yeah, you can see the market. It's got those sort of uh, I don't know what to call them. It's got like garage doors in the front that they close and yeah. it like opens up into this big big space. And they're closed right now. Oh, this is not good, sister. It looks like the store is closed. Where are we going to get the next fish now? It doesn't matter if the store is closed, brother. We just have to flag down a truck. What are you planning? And I think for the other two advantages, maybe I know the back alleys. Sure. The trucks usually do go through. So, you know, because they give the they load the deliveries in through the back. So they're not just taking up all of the front space that there were for people to go through. Yeah, that makes sense. The two of you hop off your swoops and head down one of the alleys towards the back of this fish market. Yeah, yeah. And with that failure, I'm also going to say that the back alleys are actually is actually like a maze. Sure. <laughs> so like we so like we make a right turn, we're trying to get like around the building and just end up in between like three other buildings and so like so forth. Like it, it just turns into I mean, this is Coruscant. The whole place yeah. is a freaking maze. So yeah. but- <laughs> Since those advantages were spent on Coraline knowing the back alleys, Stan was just, it seems almost like Stan was trying to get lost, but Coraline's able to grab him at every turn and say, yeah, the other way. <laughs> this alley looks promising, sister. <laughs> that's just another dead end that'll take you to the caviar shop, and that's not what we're looking for. Stick close mm. to me, brother. Caviar. I like caviar. It's so fishy. Now that you say that, this whole place stinks. <laughs> I like seafood. Blue Lobster is my favorite restaurant besides the food that I cook. And as the two of you make it around the back of this fish market, yeah, there's a truck there. And somebody is unloading crates. They're like those big metal floaty crates. And they've got probably like one open just for cinematic reasons and there's Mm -hmm. like steam it's like really cold and there's just steam coming out of it the person who is uh unloading these crates is a bival they've got sort of this big crest on the top of their head and almost like little duck lips um and then two stalk eyes that come out of the the sides 
Mm-hmm. He's unloading these crates and has somebody, a Mon Calamari person, is uh, is currently like signing a document and hands the data pad back to this. Oh, this cool. There's a Mon Calamari. He likes Mon Calamari because it's fish. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> no, Bible's no, pretty fishy too. <laughs> uh, so, uh, he, so I see uh, what you did there. Yeah, right. <laughs> so he walks up to the two. Excuse me, friends. Don't be alarmed. I know I'm large in size, but I we we work at a restaurant not too far from here, and we were hoping you could maybe help us find some nexa fish. The Mon Calamari says the market's closed. Uh, I can't sell you anything at this time of night. Come back in the morning. Well, the morning will be too late. We have, uh, what is it, Fai-Giari? Fi it's it's uh, Fry. Yeah. Yeah, Fry-Giari. Yeah. Uh, I will note that fry, as Astano yeah. has moved on on his own, I'm kind of mm-hmm. skirting in the shadows. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he goes, uh, it's important that we get the next fish because... Fry Gary is going to be visiting our restaurant, and that is our specialty. And we don't have any. <clears throat> I'm flipping a dark side point because mm-hmm. this Mon Calamari hates cantinas, commissaries, and cafes. Oh, oh no! Our rivals. <laughs> <laughs> Fry Gary, he's so obnoxious. He doesn't even know anything about food. Yes. You two have a good night. I'm gonna head inside. Okay. Okay. I, I understand, comrade uh, Mon Calamari. I'm sorry to have disturbed you. The Mon Calamari heads inside and the closes the door behind her. And then immediately, like, Stano just snaps his fingers. Like, like get over here. Get over here. <laughs> I mean, the, the Liberty Dude is still there. Yeah, the, the Bival starts going oh. back to the front of their speeder truck. Oh, okay, cool. Um, So, like, he gives... Uh, so, I'm going to say that Stano... And Coraline have worked have been working together throughout their careers with the Senate forces. So he gives like a a, a nonchalant signal for mm-hmm. for Coraline to come over here and do her thing. Is it a bird call? And what does it sound yeah. like? Oh. You know, a nonchalant signal. Hey, look, I don't know how if Coruscant has any wildlife. <laughs> I can't believe I can't imagine that they killed all the wildlife building the city. <laughs> what does Coraline do hearing that? So one of my powers lets me uh, force someone to you know perceive uh, an illusionary person. Now, is that just a yeah. visual illusion or do they also like, you know, think they hear them or something like that? It is misdirect, right? Yes. And you've got a few upgrades on that, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I really just a one range upgrade and control illusion is all I got on that. Okay, so basically you roll a force die and then you can either hide somebody or make them look like something else. Perceived appearance, I would assume makes means how they look. I'm looking at the control illusion that says may use this power to force the target oh. to perceive a single illusory person or object. Yes, okay. I missed that you had that one. So yeah, you can make them see some somebody or something that's not there. Now, are all the deliveries inside the building or is the, the person still unloading them? 
they are all delivered. This Bival has just closed up the back of their truck and is about to head up front. So are the deliveries like, are they there for us to take and we just have to wait for them to leave? Or are they like locked up in the building now with the Mon Calamari? I think the Mon Calamari took them inside before uh, exclaiming her hatred of cantinas, commissaries and cafes. Oh, that's wretched. Okay. <laughs> so, all right. So then for, for misdirection, I can make someone look like someone else. Yep. Or you can make somebody basically have the illusion of another person there if you want a third person. Okay. I mean, since all deliveries are inside, I think, and let me know if this is feasible, I think my plan may be just to disguise Astanos as the delivery person and have them distract them on Calamari while I, you know, go inside and swipe some stuff. Okay. You're going to let the current driver drive away and then try and trick the Mon Calamari into thinking there's more stuff to be delivered. Yeah, I think that's my angle right now. Okay. Roll your force die. I Ooh, didn't uh, know you could. You had force powers. How dare you not dis disclose that information to me? I'm, I've been betrayed. F2, Coraline. Hoodwinked <laughs> and bamboozled. Uh, is that just rolling F for force or? Um, I think F or W will do it. One dark side point. What What is the force like to Coraline? Oh, that's a good question. I think, uh, you know, them being from Dathomir, I think she has a very like naturalist, almost tree of life view of the force. Mm hmm. Does she exclusively use one side of the force or does she open to both sides? Uh, definitely both sides. I think she has less uh, ideological constraints about the force than other people do. For her, uh, it's like a force of nature. Yeah. Okay. What happens? What does it look like when Coraline uses the force to disguise Sano as this uh, delivery driver? I, I think it's almost a Scarlet Witch-esque type of thing. It's these green vapors that kind of appear out of nowhere and swirl around Stanos and then mm -hmm. right it's like that it's like you know uh, it's like a creepy version of the magical girl transformation there's like the, a torrent of these vapors and then when they dissipate uh, Stanos now looks like the delivery person great okay what is so has Stano is this normal to him well we've worked a lot together right in the senate so I think so yeah you're siblings you, you know this yeah. stuff yeah, about exactly. each other mm-hmm Okay. I, Joe, did not know that Velvet was bringing in <laughs> a force, like a force-using character. So, like, uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. So, but Stano, on the other hand, knows his sister very well. Okay. Uh, and vice versa. Uh, all right. So you knock on this back door, and it takes a second, but the Mon Calamari opens it up and looks at you and says, Did you forget something? So, um, Stano goes, uh, uh, well... What does the delivery person sound like? Yeah, you didn't find that out. Well, I, I did want to ask before, because uh, I, I think the illusion is only visual. So I think uh, yeah. our usual MO for this is like, you know, to have them start faking like an injury. Mm -hmm. Oh, OK. Uh, let's just say that uh, Stano is holding his arm right now. And like, could Stano see the illusion? That's a good question. You, you would probably see either the inside of the illusion um, since yeah. you're aware of the illusion um, or not see it at all. You maybe so saw I'm going to go with the, I, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and see uh, and say, you know, whatever is most advantageous to me, which is you can see inside the illusion. Okay, so like, like you, you hold the, what's that? It looks like you have a beak. You're like inside oh. the mascot suit. Yeah. You can see, you can see your mouth is a lot 
further forward than usual. Okay, cool. Uh, so like he looks down and uh, I, I'm going to imagine that there's like a, an arm injury there, right? Like, you know, he cut himself <laughs> really bad on something. Yeah. Uh, and he just kind of looks down at it and he's holding his arm like he's hurt. And he's just like... <laughs> are you okay and uh he, he just shakes his head like he he's not he has not heard the delivery person's voice and he's just like he's like motioning to like take him inside to like get, yeah. get cleaned up we've got a first aid kit in the office yeah, so like like yeah, so he, he goes in there. She grabs you by the arm and pulls you in and around a corner. Mm-hmm. And what do uh, I see? You see the back halls of this place. They're brightly lit with overhead lighting, probably some sort of white painted duracrete. Mm-hmm. The floors are that sort of uh, shiny concrete, easily washable, that yeah. kind of stuff. Uh, there are a couple garage doors that probably lead out to the front of this place as well. So, and, oh, so I'm yeah. going to flip a light side point. Okay. At that point, I'm going to say that she actually takes me in to the room wh- where they dropped off the stuff. Sure. And and yeah, and, she... and, and I'm going to say that it's not like like it's in front of the garage door. Like they just dropped it there so they can finish their business and then leave because that's all yeah. they're that's all they're contracted to do. And then she sits me down on a chair, like in that room. And um, there's a like an ice machine, and she scoops out some ice and puts it in a cloth, and and yeah. says, "We'll get on there. I'll be right back with the first aid kit." And like he looks physically pained, and just goes, <sighs> <laughs> "Oh God!" Immediately after she leaves the room, Stano runs over to the garage door. Uh, and uh, is it like one of those pull down, like pull up and pull down like bay yep. doors where you would yeah. put the lock like on the floor? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to uh, I'm actually going to try. Uh, I'm going to break the lock. OK, so I actually have tools for that. Do you? You've got lock pick tools. I do. Where um, is is Coral? I assume Coraline's still outside hiding in the shadows. Yeah, I have lock picking tools. sneaky shadow person. I'm lurking hard. All right, so you're going to yeah. pick the locks, not break the locks. Yeah, I'm not trying to make noise. Okay, so it's going to be a skullduggery check then. Got to dig those skulls. This is not your best skill. No, probably not. Let's see. You could potentially no, argue something else, but I think skullduggery is probably what it should be. Yeah, um, skullduggery. Um, cool. With a boost for your tools. All right, what's the difficulty? Please say one. <laughs> one I'm purple. Go two. You go with one average. Okay. Um, man, Mark, you're gonna you're gonna get me found out. I yep. don't wanna hurt these people. Why do you why are you putting me in these precarious? I don't want you to hurt these people either. I don't they didn't do anything. Um, okay, so one uh excellent perk. You know, I'm gonna turn one of those into a yellow. Okay. It's getting a little dark in here again. Yeah, it is getting a little dark, isn't it? And then oh thank god. One success, one threat. One success and one threat. So I'm able to open the lock, but mm-hmm. that garage door might be a little loud. Yeah. So that garage door is a little loud and someone may have heard it, mm-hmm. but it's open. Yeah. But what I, but you know what I'm going to do? Um, I What's unlocked that? the lock, 
but I'm going to leave it in a position where it still looks like it's locked. Okay, so you unlock it, open it up just a little bit, just enough for Coraline to duck in, mm -hmm. and then close it back up so it looks like it's locked, but it's not locked? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that'll be the threat. It's not actually locked. <laughs> and somebody right. may have heard. <laughs> yeah, you're, and you're both in here now. Yeah, so, yeah, that, that's the role. Did it. I did it. Okay. Yay, I succeeded. So Final. you're in this in this place. There are crates that are probably filled with fish. Mm -hmm. Let's say there are five crates here right now. Yeah. And you're waiting for the or hoping that the Mon Calamari does not come back with the first aid kit, basically. Actually, I'm going to counteract that by actually like leaving the room and like finding myself out in the hallway. Like okay. pretending like I lost a lot of blood and I'm just like dazed at this point and used. Okay, so you're gonna go be a distraction while yeah. Coraline looks through these crates? Yes. Okay. The crates are not locked. So when you open them up and they're like filled with they're probably not filled with ice. They're they're probably just like electronically cooled. But you see burra fish, you see eel, you see goober fish and lamp fish, but you don't see any Nexu fish. Mm -hmm. Oh no. Uh oh. What if I look <laughs> super hard? <laughs> if you look super hard, you still only see blue vev gliders and scrups and nemoidian scumfish, but no Nexu fish. Just to play it safe, uh, from my time there, would any of these fish uh, kind of approximate a Nexu fish? Let's Get a, let's get a dice roll on what you know about Nexu fish. Um, you can definitely have, I'm going to say two boosts for your time working at this place. And All right. you can have another boost for what you did before you worked here. But we're going to do a knowledge. I think all your knowledge are the same. So we're just going to say it's a knowledge check. Yeah. Roll um, and it'll be average. It'll be two purples. Okay. One success, three advantages. You know that Nexu fish is basically the Star Wars equivalent to pufferfish. You have to prepare it just right, or it's poison. Okay, cool. You also know that it is, um, it's it's a fancy dish. It's it's probably not something that Ankel has on his normal menu, and he's probably just making it for cantinas, commissaries, and cafes, because it takes an expert hand to actually make it. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's a fancy dish fancy fish that is on the rarer side probably it was the next two fish is it almost like a situation between like blowfish and pufferfish or like yeah that's yeah okay so maybe i'll try to grab something that'll approximate it just on the off chance that we're not able to net any next two fish sure your three advantages you can find something that is close and maybe maybe even like a cooler bag or something like that to take it with you does that sound good yeah it's like a little okay. bag of ice, like when you got from a goldfish at the fair. Yeah, right. And out in the hall, Stano is feigning his injury, sort of stumbling around. And the Mon Calamari comes back and says, Wait, what are you doing? You Get back in there. Have Go go sit down. You Keep that arm raised. You're going to lose too much blood. So, yeah. So uh, immediately as, uh, as the Mon Calamari comes up to me, 
uh, I put my back against the wall and I slide down with and my eyes start to like roll like to the back of my head like I'm I've lost so much blood that <laughs> that like I'm starting to go unconscious. Okay, I think at this point we need yeah. a deception check from Stano. Oh god, this is gonna be horrible. <laughs> gonna uh, lie like a liar. Um, I'm gonna two green. flip a dark side point to make it against a uh, red and a purple. Oh, two green against a red and a purple. Come on. Yeah. yeah. I believe it's uh, not that bad, right? What could go wrong? One advantage. One advantage. Fine. Have your advantage. Okay. So, um, <laughs> so there's something weird, and the Mon Calamari sort of notices that you're you look like you're bleeding, but there's no blood anywhere. Yeah. So, how can I spin this? Um, <laughs> I'm gonna say the advantage. So, like, she's found she's found out that this is kind of like a show. Yeah, While something... she's focused on me, my sister has a ha, ha, basically has just the right opportunity to get the hell out. Okay, yeah, let's get a stealth check from Coraline to get out. I'm also gonna flip to make it a a red. Let's see, let's do a red, and you can have a boost for the uh, advantage on the previous roll. Cool, cool. And that's against a red and a what? Just a red. Just, just two advantages. Oh, no. oh. Um, so the Mon Calamari looks at your arm and says, Hey, wait a second. What's going on here? There's nothing wrong with you. There's no blood anywhere. And then she hears a footstep behind her and quickly turns and sees Coraline there, who she has never seen before. What do you want to do with those two advantages? Can I take one of them? Yeah, go for it. So as she's distracted now by Coraline, Stano takes like the the whole like rag full of ice thing and like splashes it in her face. Okay. And then immediately gets up, grabs his <laughs> sister by the back of the shirt and runs. <laughs> and you get to that that garage door and grab the lock and throw it away. Mm. Throw the door up. Your swoops are there. Cool. Uh, I hop on the swoop and I take off. <laughs> uh, I, I think for my advantage, I, I'd like to, as we're leaving, mm -hmm. uh, make the swoop look like a different kind. So, you know, she okay. gives a, a false report. Okay. I think you, gotta, you have to roll that. All right. So, and I, are you light side or dark side? I mean, based on the work we've done, probably closer to dark side than anything. Yeah, but if you're not full on super dark, you should be taking uh, strain each time you use the dark side. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, what do you make the swoops look like? Uh, do we have a, a a restaurant that is our rival? Probably um, Bronctoni Bival Cuisine down in Little Onderon. Yeah. I, I think I'm gonna make our swoop look like one of their delivery vehicles. Great. Yeah, so she runs out of the back of this uh, fish market and sees a pair of swoops driving away. And it looks like one of them has a little delivery container on the back with the Bronctoni Bival Cuisine logo on it. Great. <laughs> that poor restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they knew so the risk as they got into the food business. 
<laughs> They're risking it all. <laughs> oh boy, Wait, what what a way to throw in some risk into this uh, this night, right? <laughs> uh, so Stano, as we're driving off with the swoop, uh, on the swoops, uh, he kind of yells out, "See star do you know where we can go next?" It's getting later. Can I do another uh, knowledge check for any places that may still be getting deliveries? Sure. Streetwise or um, one of your knowledge skills. Uh, they're both uh, the same. Okay. Uh, what difficulty do you want me to roll against? Let's do an easy check based on your last roll and the things you know about Nexu Fish. So one okay, purple. So one purple. Sounds good. Let's see. Oh, finally. Success. Okay. A success <laughs> and a threat. threat. Yeah, you've got a good idea of a place that would still be open that would probably have some Nexu fish in their kitchen. The problem is it's owned by a hut. It's oh, called Pana's, oh. and it's uh, a couple levels up in Dak Avenue. I mean, gotta give it a shot. So the two of you uh, drive your swoops up to Dak Avenue. We are uh, mm-hmm. a couple days after the Battle of Coruscant, and Dak Avenue was pretty hard hit. There is still a large ship spanning the avenue. Um, mm-hmm. Most of the businesses in the area are closed right now, but Pana's is surprisingly busy. It is a fancy high-class restaurant. You just driving by, you spot a pair of bouncers out front. And if, if you circle around the back, you would also see some people standing around by the back door. There are people in nice outfits going in. It looks like there's also a rooftop bar where people are just having a good time and enjoying Dak Avenue, despite the devastation that the battle caused. Mm-hmm. It's got a big neon sign that says Panas right in front. It doesn't look like it was hit by the battle at all. This looks like the spot, sister. Shall we go in? You go in and see if you can find it. I wait outside in case we have to resort to any uh, less scrupulous means of attaining the next two fish. Very well, sister. I believe this restaurant is owned by a hut. Perhaps we can make a deal. What do you say to that? Or should we take it by force? Because I'm not particularly fond of hats. Neither am I, but we don't want to cause too much trouble that could follow us back to Uncle. Uh, if, if there be trouble, I'll just roll him down a hill. <laughs> as tempting as that is, I think we have to play to Coruscant rules as much as we can. We should try to strike a deal with the hut first, but if that fails, we will get the I next two fish by do. hook or by crook. We, we challenge him. Let him bring two champions. It'll be fight to the death. Just like the good days on Dathomir. Back-to-back tag team. Remember, we are champions. <laughs> we are, but that is by our rules. The huts do not play honorably. Ah, uh, all right, fine. So he, like, puts, uh, so he, like, turns off his, uh, his, uh, his bike goes in. All right, so you go in, well, you start to go in, mm-hmm. and the, one of the two people up front 
as you walk between them, puts a hand out and says, you're, you're going in looking like that? Ah, yes. Uh, do you not see the uniform? I'm from another restaurant. I would like to speak with your boss. We've got a dress code here. You've got to, you know, dress up a little bit. Ah, but business is business. So does the hot not want to make a deal? I thought Ooh. that is what they are all about. Hana? I mean, he owns the place, but... But business is business. The restaurant's a little below him. He, he doesn't come here that often. He just makes his money here. We, you, I, I guess you could talk to the manager. The manager will be fine. Uh, he, this person that you're talking to is a Trandoshan, and he looks mm -hmm. across at the other person. Uh, Stasis, do you think he'd mind if we just sent him in? I don't know. We could just send him in. It's fine, I guess. Very okay. good, friends. Comrades. You can go in. Uh, yeah, so he nods his head in respect, and Waltz is right in. <laughs> <laughs> you walk in, and there's uh, there's somebody at a, a podium there, and they also look you up and down. Why don't you tell me what this person looks like? Oh, yeah. I'm going to say that it is a clone. It's a clone. It's a clone. Uh, he's retired is, from he's, service. He's retired from service uh, because of a leg injury that he okay. got in a blast during uh, some random battle, whatever you want to use for that. Okay. And he's working at this restaurant now. And, and yeah, he manages this restaurant for okay. uh, for Pana. Okay. He's got a scar that goes around, uh, that goes from his, like his forehead on the right side of his, like, like, and then kind of through past his eye, like as if somebody had cut his face like up and down on one side of his face, but like okay. just enough to leave a scar, not to like leave it hanging off over or yeah. anything. And he Might walks with shrapnel. a limp. Yeah. 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 And he just walks with a limp. He says, uh, you're a little bit dressed down for, for Panas. Is there something I can help you with? I, I come from the little cabana. Uh, you may have heard of it at some point. Uh, we're looking for some uh, Nexa fish, and uh, I'm afraid that all the markets are closed. And I was just wondering if we could maybe work something out so that we could have some fish to serve tomorrow. No, we don't usually sell raw fish to anybody. We just got a delivery a few hours ago. We might have something in the back, but this is highly irregular. Uh, I know, I know, but it, it is a very important occasion. Uh, in fact, fried Giri's coming to visit our restaurant tomorrow. Perhaps we could work something out. Maybe we can send him your way after uh, after he visits our uh, restaurant. Uh, I'm afraid cantinas, commissaries, and cafes is a little bit pedestrian for Panas. If you, if you. But he is well-connected. Perhaps he could tell one of his higher-class uh, colleagues to come visit. I'm sure uh, Pana would be thrilled. I want. I really want you to do a negotiation check, but oh I, my God. I'm looking at your negotiation right now. And it's what? What green? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Believe. Is you there, never know. Is there some <laughs> other sort of social check that you'd like to do that might be a little bit better? Let's see here. Coercion. No, it really is. Co coercion. And you want to know why? Why? Because he's he has no like he has like no intention of like telling Fry Gary about this at all. All he said was he'd give him he put in a word for him to send like somebody out. 
Well, coercion's like a like some sort of threat. I don't know. That could be used as a trickery thing. <laughs> um, let's see here. Coercion. I mean, you are you do get. I think you do get an automatic advantage when threatening somebody. So the yeah, practice of persuading someone to do something by using force or threats. Mm. So let's just say he says it very, very imposingly. Okay, yeah. So yeah. he stands up to his full height. He's yeah. looking down at this clone. He's yeah. got his pointing his horns at him. Yeah, but like, like to Stano, it's like just him standing up and just say, you know, kind of like in a sign of respect. But the clone doesn't know that. <laughs> I mean, would that work? <laughs> I'll take it. All right. Yes. Um, so let's see. Do you want to flip one by any chance? Yes, I, I'm definitely going to flip a, a light side point since we have them. So coercion, I think, usually goes against discipline. It's funny that you made this guy a clone. Yeah, <laughs> they're very it's disciplined. Two red, two reds, and a purple. Okay, cool. I mean, like. <laughs> The odds are still kind of with me, maybe. Um, maybe. So let's see. One yellow, two greens, and a boost against uh, what? Two red and a, and, a, and a... And a purple. Yep. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> three failures and three advantages. Okay. The clone stiffens up, stands a little bit straighter, and mm-hmm. says... I'm afraid we don't serve your kind here. Whoa. I'm going to have to ask you to to move along. Yeah. So like uh, he goes. <clears throat> and he snaps goes, his fingers. Oh, wait. And a couple, the... couple goons come out. Uh, is this really necessary, comrade? Were you not in the Clone Wars? I fought alongside you. I was in the Clone Wars. Yes. Yes. I served on Kishik. And this is not the sort of business that we do in this establishment. So you're going to show a former comrade this sort of disrespect? Uh, I, 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 I'm abashed. I'm, I, I'm hurt. I'm afraid I don't know you, sir. And this is between my livelihood and the word of somebody that I don't know. Very well. We are no longer comrades. If you want to play that game, what would you be willing to... I, let's get to the point. I need the fish. I need a fish for tomorrow. What would you be willing to wager for me to get against me getting that fish? Because I did a lot of things that I'm not proud of during the Clone Wars. What what are we, we gambling for this fish now? I would gamble with my life for this fish. (laughs) (laughs) Is it really really worth that much to you? It's worth the world. It's worth the universe. I'm not going to fight you for it, if that's what you're thinking. Well, I mean, do you have a challenge? Do you like to gamble? I I don't know. What would you want from me? Uh, I have services that I can offer, aside from, you know, cooking. I I am a chef. What do you want to do with those three um, advantages? With those three advantages, he has some sort of a challenge for me. (laughs) He's going to take this bet. I am not walking out here. I am not walking out of here without that damn fish. (laughs) Oh, man. Let me think for one second. (laughs) Wow. What a twist. Thanks for listening to another episode of Coruscant Nights. Coruscant Nights is a production of Nightcast Creative. 
For more information on this and our other projects, visit nightcastcreative.com. Thanks to Velvet and Joe for playing on these episodes. You can find Velvet on Twitter at OG Brown Sugar, and Joe is at Joe Chasm. That's J-O-E-K-H-A-S-M. And you can find both of them on Flight Risk Podcast, with new episodes every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. If you're loving Coruscant Nights, be sure to leave us a review on your favorite podcatcher and visit us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Nights. Hey, all you Coruscant Nightcrawlers. Mark and Juniper here. It's October 2nd, and our big 100th episode trivia contest extravaganza is underway. Yesterday's question was, Z and Anya captured a being who was terrorizing the population of Dak Avenue with mysterious attacks in the night. Where did they take the Anzat to take a blood sample? Know the answer? Jump on our Discord to send it to us and be entered in a drawing for dice, adversary cards, pins, mugs, stickers, and other great gaming and Star Wars stuff. Check our show notes for the link.